The Holy Gospel according to St. Luke of the 12th chapter. Someone in the crowd said to Jesus, Teacher, tell my brother to divide the inheritance with me. But he said to him, Man, who made me a judge or arbitrator over you? And he said to them, Take care and be on your guard against all covetousness, for one's life does not consist in the abundance of his possessions. And he told them a parable saying, the land of a rich man produced plentifully. And he thought to himself, what shall I do for I have nowhere to store my crops? And he said, I will do this. I will tear down my barns and build larger ones and there I will store all my grain and my goods. And I will say to my soul, Soul, you have ample goods laid up for many years. Relax, eat, drink, be merry. But God said to him, Fool, this night your soul is required of you, and the things you have prepared, whose will they be? So is the one who lays up treasure for himself and is not rich toward God. This is the Gospel of the Lord. In the holy name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. We have prayed for the wisdom to recognize the treasures which our God has stored up for us in heaven and to be thankful for the riches of his grace. For, as we heard last week, he provides for all our needs, even without our prayer. Which brings us to the Holy Gospel, which the Spirit would write on our hearts today. St. Luke says that some guy out of the crowd comes up to Jesus, seemingly out of the blue, and demands, Teacher, tell my brother to divide the inheritance with me. I bet his wife put him up to it. <laughs> Go ask Jesus to tell that worthless brother of yours that he needs to give us our share of the inheritance. You can do it. Ask him. At face value, the request is an honest cry for justice. The biblical law of inheritance is clean cut. No loopholes here. The oldest male becomes executor and gets two-thirds of the estate. What's left is to be equally divided among any other male siblings. The man who comes up to Jesus is in that lower tier and wants what God had said was due him. He has God-given rights, and he, and maybe his wife, expects that Jesus, as some sort of spokesman for God, will provide the legal clout necessary for him to secure what is rightfully his. The sword is riveted home to you 
in this holy text. There may be someone who is holding out, not giving you your fair share. Somebody you'd like to sue. Or maybe you simply feel that some injustice has been done. And so the cry goes up, teacher, tell, Lord Jesus, make things right. You look around and you know that Jesus said, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. And you don't get the sense that anyone is putting that into practice as far as you're concerned. You are not being treated fairly. Certainly Jesus should be concerned with fairness. But how does he respond? What did you hear? Luke loves these twists. They're littered all over his gospel. Friend, who set me to be a judge or arbitrator over you? The brother who is holding out and laughing all the way to the bank would receive his reward in that place where the worm does not die and the fire is not quenched. Jesus, though, had not come to settle financial disputes. He who is king of kings and lord of lords could have exacted tribute from every one of his subjects. Instead, he emptied himself of his lordly rights, took the form of a slave, and died a slave's death. He should have received adulation from his peers. Mr. Caiaphas and all his cronies should have done obeisance to him with tears, confessing their sins. Instead, they slapped him in the face and handed him over to the infidels for flogging. Our Lord Jesus did not come to secure, ensure that you got your fair share of justice. He sure didn't get it. And a disciple is not above his teacher. The man had wanted what? His inheritance. But what did you hear last week? What did the Spirit teach you? For what did your Jesus tell you to pray? Daily bread, that's all, not a chunk of the estate. We want security. We want things to be arranged so that we don't have to resort to prayer. Come to Jesus. We want to be in a position where we can honestly keep God out of the picture that the unfortunate mass of humanity keeps saying their prayers, I'd rather have a good portfolio. One's life does not consist in the abundance of possessions. Jesus doesn't give the man what he wants. He gives him what he gave his disciples, the petition for daily bread not bigger barns. 
or garages. You were baptized into the Christ life, the life which acknowledges God as your Father, who richly and daily provides you with all that you need to support this body and life, just because of who he is. A God whose love is steadfast, who would give his only Son so that you might be his own and live under him in his kingdom. You don't need to apply for his fatherly divine goodness and mercy as if it were some governmental largesse. Your life is Jesus. Your life is hidden with Christ in God, the apostle told you. Not everybody can say that, but you can and must. The Christ life is not shaped by finances or politics. It is spirit wrought, and you have the spirit. The same spirit through whom Jesus offered himself as a pleasing, perfect sacrifice and said, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. The spirit who stripped you of your old life and dressed you up in the life where Christ is all in all. Your brother may make out like a bandit, but you are seated with Jesus in the heavenly realms and have Abba taking care of your needs. And this word, which I am speaking to you right now, is guaranteed by the shed blood of Christ himself. The bottom line out of today's gospel is this. The man wanted an inheritance, and isn't that exactly what Jesus gives? Not the inheritance which the brother is hoarding, but the inheritance that, as Peter puts it, is imperishable, undefiled, and unfading. The inheritance bequeathed to you in the death of Christ and delivered into your hands and raised to your lips, the inheritance given and shed for you. Here at this altar is the dividing of the inheritance of Christ your brother for you. And it's not just 33% either. All that is mine is yours, Jesus here says to you. Here you are served the medicine of immortality, the produce of the promised land. Here the one risen from the dead is here for you. Here you don't have promises only. You have the word signed, sealed, delivered. So receive the birthright of your brother, who is at the right hand of God, with echelons of angels and authorities and powers in submission to him. Here he gives you a holy communion in his victory, 
a victory not only over the last enemy, death, superlative as that might be, but also over any bitterness or resentment that you might be feeling right now. For here you get not only forgiveness, but also the power to forgive as you have been forgiven. The power to be satisfied with what God has given you in Mary's Son. Here you get her spirit-wrought fiat, her let it be. So taste and see that the Lord is good. So good, you can say, to me. In the holy name of Jesus. Amen. Amen.